We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's three guys who combined to play 15 seasons in the National Football League trenches. Well, two guys. And Mackey, who didn't do sh- he just, he just sits there and looks pretty. This is the O-Line Committee. Let's give it up for our guy Jeremiah here. Here he a is. Warrior, a back. warrior these last 24 hours. Proud of you, dude. You came dude, back fighting hard. Hugging the porcelain. Ooh, just a, a great. I love how everyone else starts the new year. We're going to get in the best shape of our life. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to start the new year hot. Jay wakes up at 3 o'clock in the morning to start the new year just puking his just guts out. Just pray into the porcelain hey. god, boys. Just pray dude. into the porcelain god. That was such a mind trip for me because I, I came on and it was Phil at first and we were all excited. And then all of a sudden I came back on two minutes later and you were like, bro, uh, bro, bad. Dude. ain't happening. Yeah. I was so like, I just sat there like, now what do I do? What do yeah. I do all day? Yeah, <laughs> you, dude, I think to, to give to give Jeremiah credit, though, he came on and he didn't say he, he's oh, no, he, he looked he looked like he was dying and he was kind of slurring his words and he's like, I can do it. I just I, you I did might sound need to a little drunk. A t- I might need to leave a few times to go puke. We're like, no, we'll just push it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, the second we hung up, I was like, oh, thank God, and I just went to the toilet. And just, and I was like, okay, I'm going back to bed. Like, kids, got, does, yeah. kids get does this, sick. Okay, you get does sick. this ever happen? Like, you got you know, it's it's the it's week ten regular season. It's Wednesday install day, and you wake up like stomach flu. Like, how does that work in the middle of a well, season? See, they're that? they're pretty. When you're sick like that, they know better than to bring you into the. Yeah, room. you're not allowed to come in because it'll, it'll run spread. It'll run through the team so fast. Right, like I've been on teams where like the stomach flu's been in, and it's just like it's like one room to the next. Bang, oh, fast bang, too. Bang, like lunch, bang. everyone's sick. Yeah, so like if you call, like that's the one thing. Like everyone's like soldier up, but if you call the staff, you're like, hey, I'm puking, or I'm I'm pooping everywhere. Like they're like, stay your ass at home. We'll send a doctor to you. Like you sit right there and you don't come in here until we clear you. Because that's yeah, the one crazy. thing. Like that'll run through a team so fast, yep. so fast. Dude, that's that... like Jalen Hurts had to take his own plane to the game that one time because he was sick. <laughs> hey, like they're serious. They're serious about that. I, there was a guy that came in at the Niners one time and they yelled at him. Like, dude, how are you going to come in when you're throwing up? Go home. What are you, a child? I remember looking at him like, where are you, a child? Yeah. Fucking idiot. (laughs) Everything's okay. So, all right, well, well, we we made it. We made it through the holidays. We appreciate you guys uh, sticking with us here. O-Line Committee Podcast. If you haven't already, click the like button and the subscribe button. Almost on the 15. O-Line Committee YouTube channel. So close. Yeah, we're just like, we're like five away. Just like five of you click that like and subscribe just button. Five people. Like maybe, maybe six. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, and then a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, it's Phil Mackey. 
Jeremiah Serials, Alex Boone, and mm. we start every show with who's the mic, where we identify the biggest things on our mind around football each week. Jay, why don't you identify? Well, you guys all start. know I am I am the college football junkie in the group, right? All you professional Clearly. nose up to the sky. Football purists love your NFL, but you know I, I'm. I only big... watch the Panthers. Okay, that's where I draw the line. Yeah, anything oh, below that. Don't start with me. <laughs> but you know the college football playoff was this weekend, and it was fantastic. I mean, it was everything that you hoped and dreamed it could be. It was close games. They were competitive games, and you know now we've got a Michigan. We've got a Michigan Washington final, and you know for me, my mic is Florida State. I still am in the camp that they should have been there. I'm still in the camp. And everyone's going to say, well, look what happened to Georgia. Blah, 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 blah. They had 28 opt-outs. Yeah. 28, right? They didn't put them in the college football playoff because they didn't have one player, right? Their quarterback. And so now everyone's like, well, they made it right. They made the right decision. I still don't believe that because Jade Milrow. Wait, is it Jaden? Yeah, no, Jalen. Jalen Mil- Mil- Milrow. We're just called Milrow. He threw Milrow. for 120 yards. You really think that, like, oh, Florida State could have come in? I think Florida State would have played just as well with all their starters against that Michigan team. I don't think they would have won. I still think Michigan was the better team out of both Alabama and Florida State. But I still think that, like, it wasn't like, oh, Alabama was leaps and shoulders better than everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so hats off to, to Michigan and Harbaugh for what they've gone through all year. Right, you got Harbaugh, the cheese sandal. You got everything. And then you met his dad. Did you see the interview with his dad? Dude, his dad. Dude, it was like, Booney, like, have you have you met his have dad? Have you met Booney? dad? Have you met? Mr. So I'm going to tell Papa, you a true story about Papa. Papa Harbaugh. Harbaugh. I met Papa Harbaugh. I used to eat dinner with Papa Harbaugh and the kids all the time because Jim was big into like you got to bring your kids to dinner. So my kids would come and eat with his kids, and we'd all just fuck around the whole day. So we meet his dad for the first time. First year, Jim's there. He comes in, he brings him in for a pregame speech the night before a game. <laughs> And I have never been so blown away in my life. I was like instantly in love with him. He got up there and started talking, and he just started talking about how Muhammad Ali was, what's my name? Yuck. What's my name? Yuck. Talking about and just going crazy. I was like, (laughs) holy shit. I was in like literally my rookie year. I was like, what is going on right now? (laughs) This guy is awesome. Like He is just them. And you wonder where it sparks from. It's from dad. It's hilarious. it all it comes like from that. E- ESPN reporter. I think it was ESPN reporter guy that found his parents on the field. Yeah. Everyone's celebrating. His parents are just like down on the field, and uh, and he puts the mic in Dad's face, and Dad goes, "Our family, our family's got a, we got a saying in our family, <laughs> who's got it better than us?" And his mom's just like Jim, just cackling. <laughs> yeah. he, how much does he look like his dad too? They look exactly. identical, dude, oh. identical, and it's hilarious. Jim's like, "Hey." How you doing? By the way, has anyone noticed he hasn't signed that contract yet? And uh, he hired Don Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. He hired, hired, hired Don for the NFL stuff. I think it's Chicago. He's gone. I'm calling it Chicago right now. Really? I'm just going to say Chicago. Dude, for, for somebody not to sign a $125 million deal. <laughs> I also think he's, I, I don't know. I'm not sold. You're not getting any more than that. <laughs> I'm not sold on the fact that he's leaving. I think he might be leveraging Michigan to get a little bit more money. Because honestly, dude. Do you want to hire Jim in the NFL right now? Like, but take I don't think you have football a choice. Aside. I think yes. Take football. I, I do. He's, I do. He's I don't think really you have a choice. Good football coach, all that stuff. But like with all the stuff with the cheating and all that stuff, like the NFL is different, man. Like you can get away with that stuff at the at the college level. You can be a psycho and you can say crazy things. Like there was that Texas coach a few years ago that was like mouth kissing his players, 
And you're just like, like you're just like, what? Oh, that's, that's what? Weird. Yeah, dude. You're like, that's weird, but okay. And then, <laughs> but like, it's it's college. Like, you start bringing some of that weird shit to the NFL. Like, but, I don't know, man. But he's played, already dude. been there. He played. He, he's, he and he's played. already been there. He knows. I'm promising you. He's going to come in. The whole team's going to love him right away. <laughs> You're like, this guy is awesome because he just lets you do what you want because he used to play. So he's like, I know how miserable we all are in here. Do whatever you want. Just don't get in trouble. You're like, okay, this, this is great. Welcome yeah, to the I mean, NFL. I, w- I would even go as far as saying a, a year ago, in fact, on our, our biggest episode of, of Purple Daily all time is the day Alex came on last January. And we did the, hey, Jim Harbaugh is going to be in the building tomorrow. The Vikings might hire him episode. And you spent like an hour just shedding light for the listeners on, okay, I played for this dude. And and people got fired up. And the Vikings wind, wind up going with Kevin O'Connell. And I said last week, I like Kevin O'Connell. In retrospect, if I could go back in time, the Vikings, I think, made a mistake not hiring Jim Harbaugh. And I think the Chargers would be making a mistake not hiring Jim Harbaugh. And I think the Bears would be making a mistake not firing Matt Eberflus and hiring Jim Harbaugh. And I get what Jay's saying. There's some like mm-hmm. weird stuff and some risk. And, and it's it's probably not a 10-year hire. It's probably oh. like a three- or a four-year hire. But everywhere this dude goes, boom, culture Turns change, to gold. playing for championships. It's because he speaks the truth. He doesn't lie, man. He, he is cheats. constant. Be, dude, come on. Everybody <laughs> cheats. Seriously. <laughs> Nebraska should start cheating more, I think. He's going to be honest yeah, with you. <laughs> but, hey, well, he believes in the right things, right? Like, he is all about – his biggest saying was more is more. So you'd come in and you'd be, like, looking at the script. You'd be like, how many fucking pages we got today? <laughs> Jesus. Because, Jay, you know the script. There's 30 yeah. page plays on a page, and yeah. you're looking at it like, it's 30, it's 60, it's 90, it's 120. Is this just us? <laughs> is this defense too? Because he'd split up the field and he'd be – but I'm telling you, man, when you get to the game – when you don't have any worries and you're not thinking about anything other than just having fun with the boys, it makes football really fun. And it all of a sudden takes you out of who you're playing and what you're playing. Like we go, and I'm not saying that we ever did well against them, but there was times in Seattle where it probably didn't look like we were doing good, but we felt like we were like, man, we're close. We're really close. And this is Seattle in their fucking heyday. Like we were going up there, and yeah, there were times we got our asses kicked, but man, he was one of those guys that. When it comes to coaches, too, he cared. Like, in a weird way, he cared. Like, he knew everything about you. And then he would just kind of poke you when he knew you were getting soft. Like, he'd be like, man, I thought you were tougher. And then he'd walk away, and you'd be like, fuck you, sir. <laughs> like, like, like Rocky II. I don't know if Dude, you know, there was a time. Two. There was one time he went up to somebody, and they were really hurt. They were really hurt. <laughs> I mean, really hurt. And they were he he was just taking a couple weeks off to get ready for the playoffs. And everybody was like, dude, just t-. even I was like, take a couple weeks off, man. Just take a couple. We need you. Harbaugh walks by. He goes, something about a guy earning his paycheck makes him feel like a man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> guy, look, guy looks right at him and goes, fuck yourself. <laughs> she goes, ah, have a great day. Walks away. Like, he just knew how to get you to be like, am I really that hurt? Or am I just being a pussy? And like, he you, just. Could- and did you guys see some of the stuff? So, JJ McCarthy gets, you know, the confetti is falling and Michigan wins, you know, their first playoff game. And it's JJ McCarthy and Jim Harbaugh on the ESPN post game on field. Yes. And and Harbaugh answers like one question for you know for five seconds and says, Yeah, talk to this guy right here. And he kinda he doesn't want to talk to media because all they're gonna do he is ask him. him about the scandal, right? Yep. And McCarthy's asked the next question and he goes, he's like got tears in his eyes. 
And he says, I would be nothing without that coach. And he's got like tears coming down his face. I mean, the way that he gets people to just buy in, and you've talked about this, Booney. He gets people, him. and even if it's for only three or four years, he gets yep. people to buy into this. Uh, so, I mean, dude, he he was asked at the podium, you know, hey, you know, you guys went through all this adversity. He says it was almost an unfair advantage for us being able to fuel ourselves with this us against the world thing. It's like how told you people, us versus them, <laughs> dude. That's his biggest frame thing. It that way, you know, <laughs> dude. He he is so good with words, and then it's so funny because he'll get up there and like he always has a notebook in his hand and a pen, and he'll. I'm like, you know, the scribes and the pundits, they were wrong again. <laughs> like, everybody just go crazy. Yeah, they were wrong about us. He'd be like, yeah, they were wrong. And you'd be like, yes. Like, he just, he just created such small armies. How, it's awesome. How about the, you can't, you can't get on board with the J.J. McCarthy's the best quarterback to ever play at Michigan quote, though. But he, but, but him, he, he has what I to say, say about stuff poking, like that to build what the What did culture. I say? Dude, I told you that. Dude. He will poke everybody. Uh, he might not mean that, though. There's times where he says things, and you're like, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Tom hey. Brady, obviously. like Clearly. That's why you have to look at him. Because there's somebody that's really looking at that like, yeah, he's right. And you're like, you know, he's kind of just messing around a little bit, right? <laughs> like, he's just kind of doing that for flair. Because the goat went there, dude. Like, yeah. You're not. No. Uh, so I got one more. Up. You're still I got after I, all that, huh, Jay? You're just no no Harbaugh for you, apparently. I, I like Harbaugh as a college coach. Hater. I don't, I don't know if I want him back in the NFL. I really right, don't. That's, that's I got one last little piece of the mic for college football before we bounce. The the transfer portal's got to change. The, the transfer you. portal rules has has got to change because it is killing bowl season. Like bowl season is not. I mean, you're watching bowl games. And you're like, okay, this team should win, and then you're like, wait, didn't didn't their starting quarterback leave to like Wisconsin like three days ago? It's like, yeah, oh. Okay, who does like, that? It, it, I just it makes no sense, and I think Mike Norvell said it best. You can't have free agency in the middle of the season, no. right? Like, I think if you're going to have the transfer portal window, have it starting Jan four. Like, no one's transferring off the conference, the or no one's start transferring off of the national title teams, right? Like, let it start Jan four so that guys can play their games, be around. Like, I still think you'll get some opt outs for the NFL, which is fine. If you have a top three round grade, you should opt out 100. percent but as far as like the transfer portal and like killing the the bowl games, I think that's got to change. The December fourth, the Jan fourth windows got to change. Don't you Dude. think that the expanded playoff helps us at least for like the top ten or twelve? Te- what is it? Is it twelve teams? Are we going to twelve teams or eight yeah. teams? Whatever. 12. 12. So you're not- like like Florida State. Twenty five players aren't bailing if they are just seated. No, lower, they were right? mad. Like, they're- but I think what we're saying is you can't have guys opting out before their last game. Like, that's just not fair to anybody. Like, number one, you put the kids in a bad situation, and two, you make the team screwed, dude. I looked at the Ohio State Missouri game at halftime, yeah. and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" And then everyone's like, "Well, don't forget about all the opt outs and all the kids that had to leave." And you're like, "When were we forcing kids out of school before the last game? Like, hey, you got us all the way to this bowl game, but you can leave now." Well, we're going to let somebody else take over. Like, it just makes – and I'll tell you who's going to be really pissed. The sponsors. The bowl game sponsors are about to come down and be like, do you think I paid this much money to watch a third-string quarterback lose 0-3? to three? It's not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, well, they're gonna... a, if nothing else, let's just make sure people know that we want to preserve the sanctity of the Avocados from Mexico Bowl. Next hey, year. Avocados okay, from Mexico. Sure. <laughs> you never know which bowl game you're going to be in, man. you got to go. But, yeah, I mean – You get yeah. food. Like Miami, like Miami, the Van Dyke or whatever is the quarterback's last name, transferred to Wisconsin literally like a week before the game. 
right? So it's in Kyle McCord. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like you're not if you're not full strength. Like I get it. If you're Marvin Harrison, why would you play in the bowl game? You're gonna be a third. You're gonna be the third overall pick. Right. No one blames you for that. But like the Tennessee Volunteers uh, quarterback, he's a preferred free agent, maybe a late round pick, and he opted out of the bowl game. Like there just needs to be some guidelines and some rules that people need to educate these kids on because it just it didn't make it. It wasn't a fun bowl season. Like the college football playoff games were great, but other than that, like there really wasn't a lot of really fun bowl games to sit down and watch that were back and forth and really good programs and showing just. I don't know. The transfer portal yeah. window has got to change. I'm not saying it's got to go away. I just think we got to push it a month. I thought the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl was ruined, personally. Myself. Dude, how about the Pop-Tart Bowl? They ate the mascot. Dude. They fucking ate him. Yeah. That guy, that, that, that branding for them, the branding for them was through the roof. Dude, they were the most watched bowl game. I they had like, they had like 11 great. million views. Like, yeah, they left the eye. Like, they all just left the one eye on the guy. Like, it was perfect. I love that. He was just like, dreams come true as he, like, went down <laughs> into to the, the toaster. toaster. <laughs> it's incredible. Oh, crazy, dude. Uh, okay, my mic next here. Let's we're, hear it. We're, going to, we're going to the NFL here, boys. Oh, and uh, here we go. My mic is Russell Wilson. I want to have a Russell Wilson conversation with mm-hmm. you guys from a, from mm-hmm. a couple perspectives. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, he's 35 years old. I think two years ago he was... First ballot Hall of Famer, you know, Super Bowl with Seattle. The numbers were there. Two of the weirdest vibe years in recent NFL history. When you talk about a, like a top quarterback going somewhere, it just it, ne- it never felt right in Denver from the Nathaniel Hackett stuff all the way through the Sean Payton stuff. He winds up opening up to the media. He never opens up to the media. He's basically just a corporate robot who says, let's ride and whatever, right? right? And he winds up opening up and talking about how the team, he confirmed the team approached him after that Chiefs win about altering his contract and the injury guarantee. So if they cut him, which it looks like they're going to, right? Denver would have an $85 million dead cap charge in 2024. If they do a post-June 1st designation, they could split the dead money over 2024-24. So basically, they're going to... Yeah. They're going to eat $85 million, million yeah. in cap just to get rid of Russell Wilson. So my first, I, have a, I have a speculative question, but my yep. first question to you guys as players in the locker room, what do you think of this? Like, it, it's, His numbers are not terrible this year, but there was another clip floating around social media a couple games ago. I didn't see the actual game live, but where he, gets, he drops back, gets sacked, and five offensive linemen just kind of look at him in disgust, and nobody helps him up. This has been happening for two straight years now in Denver. Just yeah. something is off and weird with Russell Wilson in Denver. To the point where they're going to eat $85 million in dead cap. Okay, so I'm going to say this because somebody actually just asked me about this. And they were like, dude, what do you think about the Russ Wilson thing? I, Becky, I think I was on the show with you when he left and I was like, this is a bad decision. He needs to stay in Seattle. Everything about Russ Wilson is in Seattle. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, the way they play football. Those guys are just in sync. Tyler Lockett and Russ Wilson were one of the most spectacular quarterback receivers that I have ever seen. Like Peyton Manning, Reggie Wayne. Like We're going back to watch some dudes. Those guys were fun. What the hell when he went to Denver made anyone think it was going to be any different? Was, it, was there a way better O-line there? Was there a way better run back? What's going on? I'm confused as to why everyone thought this was going to be great. But then not only that, but last night I started reading that a lot of this is starting to spawn from Sean Payton, it sounds like. Like, he's mad because Russ can't operate at a Drew Brees level. Drew well, he, Brees. He's not like the on-time. The on what the fuck do you think is going to happen? 
One is a stand back there and zip it 350 yards a game type dude. And the other one is I run around and make things happen because I'm special and spectacular. Like it's two totally opposite things. And at the same time, if I was a player and my quarterback was approached, I sat on the NFLPA board, on the NFLPA. If they came to him, if he came to me and was like, hey, they just came to me and told me they want me to alter my contract, I would have went upstairs nope. and kicked a fucking door in. Been like, are you out of your mind? Uh, don't worry. I already called the president, the vice president, legal counsel. They're all on their way here. Did you just threaten to cut a player if he didn't change his fucking contract? That bench. you said not that cut you, bench. Pretty much benching or cutting. Yeah. You're pretty much cutting him. You're. Be- Did you just threaten one of the top fucking quarterbacks in this league? Are you stupid? Let me show you how this world works. Just for anybody that doesn't know. Yeah, it, show, that it shows dude, you it's the, the lack of respect to do that. Oh, I mean, how many? Did, it's did, not even he, a lack dude, of respect. It's, it's stupidity. The the PA is going to they're going to eat them. Eat they're going to pay them that eighty five million now because Russ came out. And by the way, Russ is, has a great, great, respectable name in the league. I want you to know that. Yeah. Yes. If Russell Wilson comes out and says they threatened to bench me if I didn't change my contract, they might as well just pay him five hundred million because he's could turn around right now and the PA is going to be like, you did what? You idiots threatened to bench a guy who's guaranteed $85 million if he's here or not on this earth? If he Are you crazy? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't. Why even sign a contract? Right? Like, why even sign a contract if that's, if that's the way that you're going to look at it and that's the way that a team feels like they can approach you and be like, hey, I know we both agreed to terms and I know we both signed this, but we want to save our asses money. So will you alter this? Like, of course not. That's, no. that's so dumb. Like, and yeah, did it work out in Denver? No, but that's tough shit. You signed it, right? right? Like, there's no like you don't get to backtrack now because it didn't work out like the golden ball that you thought it could. Now, you know, I think Russ has handled it extremely well, like because I think he does know like he's in the right, right? Like, I think if if he felt like he was in the wrong, then he might be trying to like go, but he's in the right. He handled it well. He went out there, he played, he did his thing, and now Jared Stidham show, I guess, here to the end, but. You know, yeah, the PA and the NFL is not going to allow this to happen. And is it really that surprising that Sean Payton no. did this? Like, I mean, the guy that will stretch the rules as far as they can go. Like, it's not surprising. I think it's a bad look. And, I mean, I don't know. This is going to put – here's my biggest issue. They're going to punish Sean Payton, right? They're going to punish – they're going to they're gonna find him or whatever. But eventually, the only way you can really punish guys is if you punish the team by taking away draft picks or taking away practices – and whatever, and that's the part that sucks. Is like it's going to end up hurting the team, and this team's going to be in cap hell for the next three years, yeah. right? Like the Chiefs are sitting over there going, "Good, good." Like we're going to be shitty for the next couple of years. We rebuild, but you guys will be worse because you're going to be paying someone eighty-five million dollars who's not even there. The Chargers like, are excited. Oh my! The Chargers gosh. are excited. The Vegas is like <laughs> they're they're done for the next three years. It's yeah, they're, they're toast. Up. They're hey, toast for three years. Think about this though. I want you to think about this. When Sean Payton left the Saints. What was their cap situation? They Hell. were like they were like 70 million, million over yeah. 70 Hell. in the hole. I'm just saying, okay? Sometimes you can kick it the can down the road. That's what we call it. Everyone's just going to kick the can down the road mm-hmm. and the next guy'll have to deal with it when we get fired. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, there are some things that you get into and you're like, "How the fuck did you get that far in debt?" <laughs> like we all knew the number was 200 and you went to 270? Are you crazy? Yeah. Like dude, I, I just I, I don't know. I, I, hey, where, whole, where, where, where do you I, think – here's question two on the Russ front. All right, so uh, Jeremy Fowler from ESPN floated three teams as – I think we all agree he's not 
playing for Denver no. next year. No, that, that the relationship is spoiled. So Jeremy Fowler named the Falcons, the Steelers, and the Patriots as teams that could pursue Russell Wilson in free agency. Falcons. Um, are, yeah, those three teams, and are there any other teams? Where do you, do you think he has any gas left in the tank? Like, where, where, where do I you think, think you should come here. Him? I think you should come to Minnesota. I think that this Stop. would be. Whoa. I'm, I'm just. Stop. Booty. What do we just talk about about what KOC wants? KOC wants a timing, throw it, let it roll. Like, that's what KOC wants. That's not what Russ is. We just talked about that. That's not what he is. Now, I think if I'm Russ, I'm taking a very team friendly deal at wherever I go because Where? he has offset language. For those of you that don't know what offset language is, that essentially saying that like whatever you get paid for by another team will offset how much we have to pay you from this dead cap money. So you can stick it to Denver. He can oh, play for one hundred percent. He can play now, for he minimum. Can't, he can't. He won't play for a minimum because the PA, the PA won't allow it because that sets a market for quarterbacks, right? But if I'm Russ, I'm signing like two year for fifteen, right? Like with some incentives that maybe I can get myself up to twenty, so ten a year. Right, so that way you're still making ten million dollars, but at the end of the day, Denver's floating like seventy to eighty percent of your bill, and another team gets a great quarterback that maybe still has some gas in the tank, maybe doesn't, but gets them at a team friendly deal because Denver's paying and footing the biggest bills. So I think Atlanta's a good spot for him. I think Atlanta's be more of a good fit for him. I don't think Patriot Way is necessarily where Russ wants to be. I also think the Patriots are going to be in a position to pick a really say. good quarterback. Yeah. Like the Patriots are going to be right up there to pick Drake yes. May, Caleb Williams, exactly. Michael Penix. Like they don't need him. Atlanta, Atlanta, I think has enough holes that if they can get a stopgap in quarterback for right now, they got they need some other help. They need you know, a lot Steelers, of help elsewhere. Steelers are interesting because you've got you got you know now Pickens as a whole. Pickens since the the blocking Pickett. controversy, Pick, yeah, he has had a couple big games, but he's a big downfield threat, right? Russell Wilson needs someone. He, he drops back, the first read isn't there, or he rolls out, and he needs he needs a go ball, right? Yeah. So you know, pick, He needs pick. a YOLO. He needs More a YOLO anything, guy. He needs people around him, too, though. He needs a lot of weapons. Like, dude, you, the guy like that, you put him on the move and you put people around him, it's just like the old Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City when Tyreek was there and they had Kelsey, and I'm trying to think of who else was there. Um, was it Robinson? There was somebody else that was there. Like, the three Nicole, of them. Nicole Hardman. Hardman. Like, just running around. Like three of the best guys running around, and you're like, dude, how am I going to chase any of these guys? That's <laughs> he, dude. Find a system like that, but not only. I mean, here's what I'm most mad about this, is that George is kind of behind a little bit of this. And I always love George. I always love George to death. And it was like, George, what are you doing, man? Like, you can't, you can't do that, dude. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. And the fact that this even got out is insane to me. The fact that it even happened, and somebody's like, yeah, they tried to get me to do this. Never thought hey, well, George, that. George, you might be the uh, the fall guy here. When it's well, we'll also time. we'll also have to see. I mean, this is the PA is going to be terrified. This is going to try and set a precedent. And this is why they're going to stick it to Sean Payton. Like you don't think Cleveland's going to try and do the same thing to Deshaun Watson, <laughs> oh, right? Like oh, you don't think oh, all oh. these mega deals that these quarterbacks had or teams are going to start trying to find a way to wiggle out of because it, it, that's the problem. And that's why I think this will be this could be the wake up to the NFL front offices of like we got to stop paying quarterbacks this crazy amount of money. Like we have to because if it doesn't work out, we're we're tanking on the rest of our team for a long time, right? So that might be the only positive that comes out of this is it might see teams starting to pull the reins back a little bit on just backing the Brinks truck up and dumping money at these guys' feet 
I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see how that kind of plays out through free agency this year. Kind of when and how about the new it? owner? This guy, this guy just bought the team. Wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Who signed this? You're definitely fired. <laughs> Dude, some of the some of the teams that are if you just look at like average annual value for quarterbacks, uh Joe Burrow got hurt, but fifty five million a year, the, the you know, the, the Bengals are not the force they were a couple years ago. The Chargers are about to pay Justin Herbert fifty-two million dollars a year, and they're firing everybody. Lamar Jackson, that is working as well as probably mm-hmm. any top-paid quarterback in the league in, in um, Baltimore. You know, Russell Wilson is top five on this list. Kyler Murray is sixth on this list. Uh, Deshaun Watson. It, generally, it's I know teams get desperate because there's only like eighteen or twenty dudes in the world that can be that quarterback. But what? It, it, you got to build a fifty-three man roster. Yeah, too, right. You're, you're only as good business. as your roster, man. Yeah. You're only as good yeah. as your roster. Yep. So, all right, uh, Booney, give us a mic. All right. We didn't go last week, and I wanted to really bad because I had two great mics. Number one, I'm good. I'm just going to mic him, and I'm sure we mic'd him in a game that I played against him in. But Jahir Alexander, just I can't believe nobody brought this up. Is the, Walk, the, the the Packers cornerback? The yeah. Packers corner walks out on his own, designates himself a captain. <laughs> I'm sure when he walked out there, the other three guys were like, "What are you doing here?" <laughs> Before I'm the coin here, even man. gets flipped, he's like, "Defense, we want to go defense." <laughs> I can't imagine what Jordan Love was thinking. What? <laughs> Dude, that has to be one of the dumbest things I've ever heard Shoot. in my life. He gets then, suspended for a game for that too. Dude, hey. contract detrimental. That's a that's huge. That's a hefty you can void your contract with yeah, that. That is a hefty, hefty fine. The best was the fact that he acted like nothing happened afterwards. <laughs> right? Like he was like, everybody got my back. <laughs> the coach was like, No, we don't. Yeah. We're gonna talk about that, okay? <laughs> he was so mad. You could see the steam coming off Matt LaFleur's head. He was like we're going to discuss this tomorrow at 5.30 in the morning in my office. Oh, oh my Just gosh, him and I. Like, it was so funny. I had to laugh at that. What's even crazier is they come out and then beat the living piss out of your Vikings, Mackie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're all laughing at this yeah. team. And then they come out and they're like, who are you laughing at? That 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 would be fun. And then yeah, two, that, that was that was the best, most important loss of the season for my Minnesota. Well, according Vikings, to Mackey's Mackey's Twitter account, he's not a real fan. He's just he's just some oh. dude. Mackey's been getting crushed dude. on Why, Twitter. What'd you say? Before, what'd you say? Before, Murdered, and it's been fun game, to watch. Before the game, I put. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Tankathon.com. I'm sure active <laughs> NFL players are you did regulars it. on Tankathon.com. So there's a website called Tankathon where they update you basically by the minute on the reverse standings in the NFL and draft position. And the Vikings with this losing streak, even going into the Green Bay game, they were at one point they were picking like 22nd or 23rd. And they were, they were always with you know backup quarterbacks destined to just get smoked in the first round, right? So they've kind of, you know, lose to the Bengals and lose to the Lions. They've kind of inched their way. And I put a screenshot out of Tankathon the morning of the Vikings-Packers game and said, hey, today is a great day for the Vikings to move up closer to the top 10 for their draft stock. <laughs> and, of course, it sparked the debate over, are you a bad fan if you don't root for your team to win to get that sugar high in a three-hour window? <laughs> and I and I contest, no, you're a bad fan for not rooting for the long-term health and success of the franchise. Oh, okay? God. This is and, if the, and if the Vikings get Michael Penix... If the Vikings get Michael God. Penix or a franchise quarterback, you don't get to celebrate because you rooted for the Vikings <laughs> oh to win my God. on New Year's Eve. 
you don't get to celebrate when we win because you weren't about this earlier. Dude, this is literally one of the hardest debates in the world, and I'm not even going to jump into this. All I'm going to say is that whole season, the whole Vikings season makes sense to me now after being here for so long. Like you get this year started really bad, and then everybody got super excited, and then all of a sudden Kirk got hurt, and it's right back to where we are every year, like week eight with the Vikings. Like, all right. Here we go. I think I think Quazy, I mean, I'm not going to Vikings tangent here, but I think Quazy Adopamensa is sitting there at the end of the season going, well, I kind of kind of thought this is where you would be, yeah. but this is not at all how I thought we would get there. No. Right? Like, I think this is, I like, kind of, I assume this is what this team would be, but by no stretch of the imagination did I assume this was the path in which we would take to get where we are. Not well, actually, you know, this is a, a good segue here. We, we will come back to more dumb football questions, but since we're on the topic, mm. uh, we, mm. welcome, we welcome audible hot we, route. Here we this go. Is, this is an audible here. This is a check. Can can can. We'll get to our picks too. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Michael Hacker chimes in here via the YouTube comment section. You can always hit us up with your dumb football questions. He says, uh, for you guys specifically, he doesn't give a rip what I think. Uh, if you could control the Vikings quarterback situation. With Kirk Cousins' expiring contract, Jaron Hall, fifth-round pick, is under contract. I think Nick Mullins, it's a, it's a low cap hit. They're probably going to say, basically have one guy under contract for next year mm. with maybe the 10th or 12th pick. Michael Hacker wants to know, what would you guys do at the Vikings quarterback situation if you ran the franchise? Now, Booney I mean, said bring in Russell Wilson. Well, no, the only, the only really big free agent will be Russ Wilson, right? And Kirk. And Kirk for free agency, yeah. Otherwise, yeah, free you're, you're drafting one of five or six okay. guys in the. First I'm going to say maybe. this, and I'm going to break it down as I say it. <clears throat> if I'm the Vikings, I'm trying to trade up and find a young quarterback. This is why I say that. <clears throat> when people argue, they argue from a fan's perspective. That's my opinion. It's constantly like, "Oh my God, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine." We'll get to the playoffs and we'll see what happens. From a player's perspective, getting to the playoffs means absolutely nothing means nothing. You got there, you lost. People are just going to go, who gives a shit? Like You want to eventually win the big game. Getting so close to the dance every year only starts to piss people off because it's like, what are we doing wrong? We're clearly close, but we're not getting over the hump. We're not getting over this fucking hump. What Buffalo. is it? A.K.A. Buffalo. Right? There's a lot of people that – and everyone's like – and some fans are like, what's wrong? We're a good team. Yeah, okay, you're a good team. Congratulations. You suck. You're the third worst team in the NFL. You're the third best team. If you're not the number one team, you're nobody. And that's why as a player, you're constantly fighting to get to the top, top. You don't want to get to the close to the top. You want to get all the way there. And when you don't get there after years of being so close, eventually it's like, okay, what's, what's going to change? What is going to change going forward? Two years ago, we threw a check down to lose the fucking game. What's going to change? Yeah, this year, we started like shit. And then we came back and we fought really hard. But then he got hurt. That puts another situation in my mind. He's getting older. You guys have already gotten on me about Aaron Rodgers tearing an Achilles and coming back and laughing at me. This dude's what, like four years younger? Five years younger? Like, Yeah, Rodgers is 39, 40, and Kirk is going to be 36. Yeah. When you're 36, when you cross over the hump of 30, recovering is fucking different. I'm just telling you. Your body really slows down. And it's like, I need a lot of time to do this. But at the same time, I'm wondering in the back of my mind, what's going to change? If he comes back for another year and we don't go to the Super Bowl, we don't win it, everyone's going to turn around and be like, here we are again. 
Another year we could have went out and got a good quarterback in the first round, developed him like the NFL system's supposed to do. You're supposed to draft players and develop them. You're not supposed to rely on free agency all the time. You're not supposed to rely on free agency for more than like one or two guys. If you're going and buying a team, it's not going to work. You cannot buy your championships. That's been said for 100 years in this league because it comes down to camaraderie. And at the same time, how do you know that that $250 million investment is going to be there week 11? You don't. That's why it kind of falls on the GM in my mind always. If you go down as a quarterback and your team falls to shit, your GM should be fired. You're dude, telling me a, 360 a, million people in this country, you can't find a backup quarterback? I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> well, I've thought about this because it's happened to my team. And I was literally like, wow. Well, you're, one you're 12 fucking guy away. <laughs> one guy away. But oh dude, God. Here's, here's the thing. The Vikings... I think the Vikings from ownership down to a huge chunk of the fan base are so paralyzed by two things. The fear of turning into a garbage organization is one. Yep. yep. And Christian Ponder post-traumatic stress syndrome. Yes. Be- I swear to God, because the Vikings whiffed on Ponder in like the 2011 draft or whatever it was. Now, I mean, you should hear the conversations I have with fans. Well, what if, what if they draft a quarterback and he turns into Christian Ponder? Then that's you're a, never that is a, win. Re, that's a I know. real fear I, among fans I get and that. ownership. But there I, are a lot of people that don't turn around in Oakland and go, well, what if he's Jamarcus Russell? Like, eventually you have to learn and move on. Hey, what if we he's learned? Patrick Mahomes? What if he's Josh right. Allen? What if he's Jalen If you play this game too conservative and you sit back and you do the what-if game and the what-if, you're, you're never going to win. And honestly, if I knew that ownership was really doing that, I'd be like, I don't want to play for these guys. Like, you got to go out there guns blazing like, hey, at the same time, too, the things are different now. Combines run differently. People get to sit down with kids more now. You can talk to them. You can understand them. If you miss on a draft pick, it's really on you at this point. And that's why, like, when you look back 15 years at something that happened that long ago, dude, if you're really paralyzed by that to this day, you're, you have zero chance. I think – so I, I'm on the firm belief if you draft a young quarterback. Yeah. I, I, I think you see if you can bring Kirk back at the right price because I'm not – if you get drafted in the first round, you're expected to be able to contribute, right? Like that is the that is the we drafted you to contribute if we absolutely need you to at quarterback. I don't think there's anything wrong with sitting a first round quarterback for a year. I really don't. Like Patrick Mahomes did it; he turned out to be just fine. Like you throw some of these young quarterbacks into the wolves too early, you can ruin them. A la Bryce Young, right? Like it, it's possible, but. You bring back a guy now, I don't think we'll get Kirk back because I think there'll be plenty of teams willing to pay him a bunch of money, like $40 million to $35 million a year. Like, the I Falcons, really do. By the way, he has family, his wife's family is from yeah, Atlanta. I mean, they got married in Atlanta. Fal- the Falcons Atlanta, are an interesting one to watch. Pittsburgh. Like, there's plenty of teams that would look at Kirk and go, yeah, we'll take him for $35 million. So, I mean, if that's the number, that's not worth it. But I, I think there's enough good quarterbacks in this draft class that if you put yourself in a position to be in the top 10, maybe move up one or two spots to get one of those guys, you got to build with him. You got to build with him. You got to trust your process. You got to trust you go through here. You got to build with him. You tell Josh Dobbs, hey, it was fun a couple weeks. You can go pound sand, find somewhere else to go blast off the earth. <laughs> like some t-shirts. It was yeah, great. do your thing. <laughs> like Jaron Hall, so obviously – Practice squad is where you belong. Oh, you you, oh, you run you oh. run our scout team for as long as you need to, and then we'll cut you. And then Nick Mullins, we'll keep you around for camp, see what happens, and then we'll biggity biggity bounce. Like I think the only I think you just you bring in a guy in, you sign Kirk if you can to a, a team friendly deal, and then eventually you have Kirk pass the reins to the new guy. Yeah, 
it is funny. You guys, like, you ever sit down with like a financial planner and they say to you, you know, hey, based on your age and kind of where you're at with things, how aggressive do you want to be with your your investing, yeah. right? And, you know, if you're older and you want to just make sure you're not going to lose half of your savings and maybe you want to just be conservative and then they'll ask you on the other on the other side, you want to how do you want to be really aggressive? We could just put it all on like a tech startup or something. Mm. The Vikings have been around for 65 years, 63 years. They've done everything there is to do. They've won a bajillion division championships. They've went to the Super Bowl you know, four times and lost in the 70s. They've gone to NFC championship games. It's time to be aggressive with yes. your strategy. Absolutely. No one cares if you win nine games. No one, and you're not. Nope. And, and spare me the. Well, they might turn into the Browns. You know, the twenty year run. This Don't. is not a terribly run franchise. There's good no. infrastructure. Mm -hmm. so no, I agree. Be, be aggressive, man. Stop Dude, fearing Christian Ponder 2.0. That's the Go dumbest thing it. I've ever heard. I'm not even kidding you because the, one of the best of advice I heard from, and surprisingly, was from BA, was he was like, "Dude, no risk it, no biscuit." Like, if you're not going to go out there and risk something and throw everything you have into it, what the hell do you think you're going to get? And that's yeah. kind of, to me, like, it's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. They teach you quickly what insanity is in football. They're like, hey, moron, see how you're beating your head against the wall and you're doing it wrong? This is why everyone thinks you're insane, because you're an idiot. I know. What? Awesome. I'm, I'm still doing it, coach. You told me to. <laughs> Uh, next dumb football question here for you guys from uh, Colin Leary. He wants to know what is said in the post-game handshakes with the other team after the game. What are you guys <laughs> talking about with each other? I mean, most of the time you go back and you see like, well, the O-line always go up to the O-line and talk to each other. And you kind of just talk about how the game was, mess around a little bit, laugh a little bit. Um, I mean, not a lot. There's not a lot of stuff said. There's a couple of guys that go out there and maybe talk a little shit to each other, but that's about it. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's mostly chill. It was mostly just like I would always make a point to go see like the guys I played in college with. Obviously, right? You always go see those guys and try and get a jersey swap or anything like that with them. Um, and then I'd always try and go find the guys I played against throughout the game that like weren't dickheads the entire game and just say, hey, good game, man. That was fun. Right? Like you just have a, a mutual respect for someone you just went to war with for the last four hours. Right. And just say, hey, appreciate it. Like, see you again soon or whatever. Stay healthy. You, I think that's the biggest words. I'll always, always, all stay healthy. <laughs> always. Yeah. Stay, stay healthy. Stay healthy. Like, that's the one thing you always tell the other guy because you know that's the one thing we're always thinking, right? No one ever wants to say it, but you'll be like, hey, man, great game. Hey, yeah, good luck this season. Hey, man, stay healthy. Oh, man, you too. And then you run off the field. <laughs> run away as fast as you can. Yeah. I would it, say it, that it, that's a great question. And it depends on the coach. Because when Harbaugh is your coach and you run out there, you don't know what's going to happen. Like, they, he, next thing you know, he's fighting the Detroit coach. Schwartz is super pissed. Like, everyone's going at it. Dude. It's Sometimes it's really cool. It's I will say this. Watching it from home, when you watch the coaches handshake, you can tell the two that don't like each other. Mm -hmm. Like, you in the moment, you don't ever see the coaches shake because you're, like Jay said, you're going to find the dude you played against. Like, you're either like, you're a real asshole for trying to fucking gouge my eyeballs out, or you're like, dude, <laughs> that was insane, right? <laughs> no one's going to believe us. Were you, was it, was it San Francisco, the Harbaugh, the pat on the back, Jim yeah. Schwartz incident? We pulled you, him through and like was, were you on by. that team? Yeah. I, I chest bumped him right before we did it. We were all so excited. Dude, that was when the Lions were so good. Like they were just dominant. And Harbaugh used to talk about all the time about how you never supposed to untuck your shirt until the work is done. You stay tucked. So after the game, you like ripped his shirt out, like went crazy. <laughs> and everybody was like, yeah. Dude, they were supposed to be really, really good that year. They had some ballers and that was that was always fun but 
got to a fight by the tunnel. It's hilarious. The refs were trying to break it up. They're like, we just want to go home. We just want to go. <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. <laughs> by the way, you let, you made me skip my mic, and this just kind of hit my brain. Oh, go back. My, 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 my last mic, and I'm surprised we haven't talked about this yet. First time an owner's ever been in trouble. Oh. First time that Mr. an Tepa, owner. Mr. Tepa, Mr. Tepa, Mr. Tepa, Mr. Tepa, Mr. Tepa. Let me tell you David. How- Davey How are you going to throw a drink in someone's <laughs> face? What a pussy. Is he the new Daniel oh. Snyder? Dude, we, you are worse. You we got are, Daniel Snyder out of the league. I feel bad guy. for Carolina people. I feel bad for their fan base. I feel bad for the team. Your owner's a dick. I, you, Searles, you know I wouldn't have gotten along with this guy at all. He'd have walked in. I'd have been like, fuck this. We guy. don't need to know the owner. That's the thing. Like The owner should just... Be quiet. Sit but in he's your not. Box. He's throwing drinks in people's Sign the faces. Checks. Like, dude. Also, like, someone broke it down. Like, so they find him. The NFL find him three hundred. Three hundred k. Right. Someone broke it down on Twitter that like his net worth is this much. Twenty billion. Twenty billion dollars. It was like it'd be the equivalent of like of finding the average American like seventy seven dollars or something like that. Like it was just like <laughs> it's like nothing. Dude, that's ins- I can't believe. And I'm curious to see if that guy's gonna press charges. I mean, not can you press not. charges for, I mean, for a drink? Yeah, for a drink. You're not allowed to, dude, it, you're not allowed to touch anybody. Liquid? Was it's it just the liquid? liquid? It was just the liquid. Okay. If I don't think you. Cup. I don't think. Yeah, I think it was the cup. You oh, got. God. You got. But like, also the dude like stood up and was like wanted to kill him. Was like standing at the edge. Wouldn't of Wouldn't you? If somebody threw a drink in your face, <laughs> you'd be like, dude. But like, you could you could even tell by Tepper's apology message when he was like, I should have let. Like he tried to backtrack a little bit. He was like, "I should have let the security at the stadium handle it," meaning that like he was saying something to him that was not kosher, right? Which is fair. It's what fans do. Right. But to, to lose your cool like that, man, that is a bad look. Bad, bad look as an owner. So when so this dude came in, he's he fired Ron Rivera, right? He he gives Matt Rule a crazy guaranteed contract. Fires Matt Rule after fifteen minutes. And then hires Frank Reich, fires Frank Reich, comments publicly on how they might have whiffed on the quarterback pick, right? Yep. Throwing drinks on opposing fans. I mean, this uh, is... How about the OC's wife went to Twitter and somebody was like, we need better play calling. And she, she said something like, my husband was fired already. They just <laughs> asked him to stay and call plays. And I was like, dude, this league has gone upside down so fast. Yeah. Could you imagine that conversation? Hey, uh, I know it's week 12. I'm firing you, but I need you to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Consider, this no, consider this overtime. Consider this overtime. OC's probably like, are you serious? They didn't even yeah. want Bryce Young. We wanted CJ Stroud. You're playing on borrowed time here, pal. You're just yeah. you're playing with house money. You just call whatever you want to call. What a shit show. Are we sure this is the NFL? We're sure this is the professional football league? Yep. Sure is. We got guys like going back on their contracts. We got owners throwing drinks in faces. <laughs> Dude, I remember a time when you didn't even know what the owner looked like. You, no. I'm not even kidding you. They were like, by the way, who owns this team? I've been playing here for six years. I remember Spiron- I remember my first year, my first year with uh the Vikings since I got there. I had to ask at the Christmas party. I had to ask someone, I go, Is that is that the Wolves? Like I want to go shake their hand, but is that, I just want to make sure that's them. Like, yeah, that's Ziggy. That's like okay, okay. Just want to make sure. Like, you didn't want to walk up and be like, "Hi, hello, my name is Jeremiah. Who are you?" Like, sign, sign Who your are check. you? Sign your checks, this. idiot. What if he just pulled one of your next week's checks out yeah, from a book? This is for you. See this name? And he rips oh, it up. Oh, thank you, sir. 
But aren't the, the Wilfs come into the locker room after games? Oh, yeah. Like they're, like they're hanging out. Ziggy with his little it, mustache. I don't remember them there. That year was different. That year I don't they remember them there. But like also, like we used to take the team picture. Like when we take the team picture, you they had to like leave the spots I need a space. open. I need like a space. space here, space here, space here, and, and then they rush them in. They'd Photoshop yeah. them into the team picture. Dude, it's hilarious. <laughs> if you looked at the real team picture, there was holes everywhere, and you're yeah. like, "Who's going here?" The owner. <laughs> okay. Stand okay. Up stand up straight. They're they're two they're two away from me. Dude, it's so funny. Hey, who are? Here's my my question off like the the Panthers. I think the Panthers are like the most incompetent team right now in the NFL. You yeah. might fight me on that, but. Now that the Browns have kind of graduated, the Browns, Kevin Stefanski is kind of like the Browns for 20 years were the George Washington on the Mount Rushmore of incompetently run franchises, right? The yes. Lions are in that mix. The Lions are now back. The Bears. So we've got a couple of teams that have graduated. Who are the who are the four on your Mount Rushmore of train wreck NFL franchises right now? Panthers uh, are in the four. Panthers. Cardinals? Atlanta. 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 Dude, Dude that, I, that coach, that coach is kind of crazy. Arthur yeah. Smith. Arthur Smith is kind of dude. Compared to what, like, you heard about the stuff he was doing at the combine. We're trying to like rattle players. Like Peter Scronsky came out and said that, like, middle of his meeting, he was like, "You're boring me. You're boring me. Why are you supposed to be boring me?" He's like, oh, "I don't know what I'm doing." Like, like he was just trying. He just tries to rattle players. Like that's what he does. And then like the whole way he handled like the Bijan thing. Right, like whereas like Bijan was like sick, but not really sick. It didn't put him on inactive, but he wasn't on the injury report. Like I think Atlanta, L.A., the Chargers, oh, yeah. till til Jim Harbaugh cleans it up. Yeah, I mean Telesco. Weeks. They fired Telesco now. They fired. So there's three Patriots. No, you can't say that. No, about you, they, they're 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 just lack of talent right now. Maybe I, the Jets. Probably I was the just going to say it's got to be the Jets. Years with the Jets. It's got to be the Jets. It's got to be another year of dysfunction. Yeah, no, it's it's got, those would be my four. It's got to be the. So Jets. We're going Jets, Panthers. We're going Falcons, Falcons Chargers, Chargers. Yep. No love. For I the Cardinals. might put the Cardinals on there. I'm not going to lie to you. Are the Commanders out of that list yet? I don't know that the, I know they changed ownership. It's a good when step. When Sam right? Howell's your quarterback, I'm not really that mad at you for not winning. Well, like eventually, about, I can't believe we did. I forgot this happened last week too, where they were like, "Hey, Jacoby Brissett, starter. He's our guy. We're going with him throughout the year." Thursday practice rips his hamstring. Sam Howell, you're back, you're back in, baby. Love you, you're Sam. Back. Bring it back. Like we we always believed in you. Like that's hey, the kind of stuff. That's you what know, the best like, is. Oh, Those conversations so really funny. go like that. They literally look at him and they're like, dude, totally kidding. You're up. You ready? You ready? <laughs> ah, we're just fucking with you. Because <laughs> you know if that guy goes in shitty, it's over. And you're playing the yeah. Niners. Oh my God. Uh that was the best. Like, hey, we, we're going to go with Jacoby Brissett, see what we got. He rips his hamstring in practice. Like, Sam Howe's back, Sammy, baby. Sammy, He's back. Ah, I am my the guy. man. Look who it is. is. Slinging Sam, let's go. Make it I mean, he's no Joe Flacco, but here we go. Oh, my Easy. God. We will do a Joe Flacco film breakdown this week, so keep an did eye you on get, the, uh... Did you get the clip of when he touched the touched the man's head? You never touched yeah. black guy's head. Oh, he was like, don't touch my head. <laughs> don't touch my head. He's like, what's wrong with you? Don't, ever touch, don't my... touch my head. He's like, oh, sorry. Sorry, Quinn. It was my, my fault. <laughs> Just walking on clouds, touching everyone's head. Uh, do you guys right. want to make some picks here? Yeah, we probably should. Uh, I do. Okay. okay. So uh, we didn't we didn't make picks last week because we were all just bouncing around. I was uh, I was skiing and and uh, water sliding last oh, week in the Wisconsin Dells, the uh, Las Vegas of the Upper Midwest. Good time. 
You guys ever uh, take the family out to uh, no. Kalahari to uh, Noah's Ark? No. Nope. Have you been um, there? No. So be- because we because we didn't pick last week, starting and we will make picks in the playoffs. Starting mm-hmm. this week, week eighteen, two points per pick. Okay. Love it. Chance to catch up. So uh, last week or two weeks ago, we all went three and one. Mm-hmm. I'm forty five and nineteen. Booney is forty one and twenty three. Jay, you are thirty eight and twenty six. Yep. So I'm seven games up on Jeremiah, four games up on Alex. We pick these games. We we find the closest games. We pick them straight up because spreads, spreads are, are for losers. losers. And again, every game this week is worth two points, starting with Texans at Colts. Both teams a coin flip to make the playoffs. This game will determine. I'm going to go first. I'm going Texans. And I just, the way that they play and CJ Stroud coming back, winning, I just, I'm telling you, man, D'Amico Ryans is... He's a good coach, dude, to come in right away. like, And this is – I probably would have put the Texans on that list had they not hired D'Amico Ryans because their last couple years were just a fucking train wreck. But to go out and get D'Amico and get a rookie quarterback and to be winning and in the playoff hunt still – are they in the playoffs or are they in the hunt? I think they're in the in hunt. In the hunt. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, it's a coin flip right now. Pretty yeah. Much. yeah. So they have to win, and I'm sure a team above them has to lose. But at the same time, dude, this is – I think this is awesome. I'm going Texans all the way. Yeah, I mean, what the Texans have been able to do with the injuries, losing Tank Dell, losing those guys, like, and still being able to come out with their defense. Will Anderson's been phenomenal. I'm, I'm not going to go against C.J. Stroud. I'm just not going to do it. I mean, Gardner Minshew's been doing his thing, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely go Stroud here with the Texans. Uh, I'm going to make it uh, three Texans picks here, and for all the reasons you said, I just think. I mean, the, it's funny because the Colts every week I have the same thought. Are they really? There's no way the Colts can win again. There's no way that. But so credit to the Colts for being nine and seven. Gardner Minshew. It'll be interesting to see once Richardson comes back next year what that full operation looks like. Yeah. But right now, so uh, of the seven seeds, the Colts at nine and seven are the seven seed. The Texans are the eight seed. So it's it's basically a playoff game. You yeah. win, you get in. Yep. yep. Yeah. Pittsburgh's the other nine and seven team uh, with the nine seed, so they need. Once again, another Mike, Mike Tomlin. Wow. What a <laughs> year that dude has had, right? And this is still another season. above 500 season. Fucking it. Oh, I love Although him. if you were to ask him, I, I, I don't think the bar that he has set is just get to nine wins every year. But that's right. it's, to go, if you look at the 17 years, to never finish below 500 is pretty good. Phenom- Shows you're a great coach. So, okay, uh, Rams... At Niners, which is maybe we even because these two teams are both in the playoffs, I might even just call an audible on this and and pick a different game. Unless you guys feel strongly about picking Rams Niners, I mean, I'm pretty sure team. I'm Niners might rest some players. I'm sure the Niners. That, that's what I was saying. I think the Niners rest players. McCaffrey's hurt. Okay, let's they're already in. It. Let's let's let's, let's punt this. that. Let's punt that game. Falcons at Saints. There we go. <laughs> There's a game, baby. I think we all know who we're going with here. I'm going to go with the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints. I'm going to take the Saints say. here. Desmond Ritter, that whole thing. I just put them on my Mount Rushmore of terrible Rand teams, so I can't exactly go backwards here and pick them to win. Um, you know, the Saints, are, they're a conundrum. They're, they're a conundrum team. One week they look great. Derek Carr looks awesome. One week they're like, what is this? Why are we watching this? Why is this on my television? Right. So I, I think this week, though, Falcons, Taylor Heineke is probably still going to get the nod at quarterback. Shout out Taylor. Love the guy. I played with him. Love I think him. he's making a hell of a career for himself, but give me the Saints. Mackey. Oh, man. So the, I, know. The, I love the Falcons. It's funny because the Falcons. You're a big Falcons guy. 
You're uh, big fly. Big, you're big fly big, falcon. Do it. Falcons do guy. it. Do Who's got it. two thumbs and is a big falcons <laughs> guy? Right this here, guy. This Come on, Mac. You do it. Um, you know you I'll want take, to. I'll, all right. You know what? I'll take the Falcons. Not I think what's going to happen is the clip of Jeremiah putting the Falcons in the Mount Rushmore of incompetent <laughs> organization is going to make its way onto the whiteboard before Somehow. that game. Oh, Look yeah. What people are saying about us. Give me the Falcons in this game. Where's this game at? It's at New Orleans. At New Orleans. I'm, oh. I'm essentially giving you two points here. <laughs> yeah, Saints. Saints all the way. Have you ever played in that stadium? Listen, we've all been peer pressured into picks this year. I'm just saying. So I hope you guys no shame. Your, no shame. Your, your, your I will say I feel like all of our tattoo bets are pretty safe that none of us are going to be getting ink anytime soon. Dolphins, Jaguars, Cardinals, I think. <laughs> tough to get. Uh, okay, yeah. I'll pick first on this one here. Speaking of, Bills at Dolphins for the AFC East crown. Oh, part of me, this, so I'm going to give you, I, I'm going to pick the Bills here, but... I feel a little dirty about this because this is like this is one of those everyone's going to run in the same direction. The Bills are the hottest team in the NFL the last month and a half. The Dolphins just got their asses kicked by the Ravens last week. And so, well, that's the way things are going, right? Dolphins are fading, Bills, and so the obvious pick is the Bills here. But I also think in the NFL, when a team gets beat that badly and then gets to play a home game the next week, I think the Dolphins are going to come out fighting in this one. So I'm very iffy on this, but I will take, I think the Bills are the better team. The Bills are the better December team, January team. So I will take the Bills with uh, with hesitancy, I guess. It's hard. I, I've done this. You go from Buffalo down to Miami in December. And like, it's, it, it's, it's as much, it's as much as of like going to a hot area. Like you're used to waking up and there's snow on the ground and it's 10 degrees outside. And then we went down there. And I think it was like ninety, and like you're melting, dude. You're just everything's like in Miami's thriving because they're running and gunning. <sighs> Buffalo didn't look sharp against the New Patriots England? last week. Mm -hmm. no, they like they really, they really didn't look like they were sharp and going for it. But I'm not betting against Josh Allen. I'm not doing it. I'm taking. I'm taking the Bills here too. If hey, they Mackie. lose, if the Bills if they, lose, they could. Miss they could the be out. They could go from being the two seed and in. To not even making the playoffs if they lose, which is why I think like they're gonna be they're gonna be very motivated, ready to go, rocking and rolling. Fly dolphins, fly. Do it. I know. <laughs> I go either way on this because I know exactly. I was already thinking. I was already thinking about the heat. Your neck the cold. Tat, dude. I was like, dude, that that heat down there after being in this cold is gonna be different. All right, there we go. Let's go, fins. Mike McDaniels, <laughs> let's go. You had, and somehow that I want. I need the Bills to still get in the playoffs though, because I got to. I got to see Josh Allen in the playoffs. Yes. Okay. Here we go. That bring that brings us to an NFC North, mostly pride on the line here for the Bears because they've been eliminated. Uh, but the Packers, the Packers are still fighting and clawing here, right? Let me just pull up the NFC standings. So the Packers right now are the seven seed, tied with record-wise the, the the Saints and Seahawks. So the Packers, it's a win and in for the Packers. Bears at Packers. I'll take Packers. I'll start us off here because I'm leading in the standings. Uh, I do. The Bears are interesting. They've won mm -hmm. like four out of their last five. They're now they're playing a bunch of backup quarterbacks, but their defense has been on lockdown for the most part the last month, month and a half too. So, but uh, give me the Packers at home. Jordan Love playing pretty well, um, and I think maybe this is the game that nudges the Bears in the direction of maybe Justin Fields has a clunker here in Week 18 and it 
officially yeah. nudges them toward Caleb Williams. But See, I'm the opposite. Back. I'm the opposite. I'm going Bears. I think I think Justin ooh, Fields. Ooh, Justin ooh, Justin Fields is playing for his life here. You know, in the last few weeks, he's made it tough on the Bears. He's made it tough in the going like, hey, is maybe he the guy and we need to get some weapons around him? I mean, they've they've solidified the number one spot, right? They have the number one pick in the draft, so they're going to have options. But I think Fields is playing at a pretty high level. He's done some really good things with his feet the last few weeks. I like the Bears. Give me the Bears. I'm going Packers. Good. Good. Yep, yep. Hey, we're about to end Jeremiah once and for all. <laughs> Put it's me over. on my misery. Him. It's over. Dude, we're always on the same team. That's why this is going to be weird. I'm really going to be watching this game because I'm going to be texting you too. Is he ready? <laughs> Always always ready. We've got some differentiation, uh, two two points per pick, and then we'll we'll keep picking in the playoffs here. But yeah, there you go. Your uh, O line committee picks. I know that okay. Fat guy fantasy. We'll do a season recap (laughs) next week. I promise. I've I've dropped the ball. It's just yeah. The manual counting has. uh, Hey man, trying to take you back to your roots. Take you back to your roots. I'm the I'm the intern of the O line committee, and I'm not doing my my job here. Not doing my job. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here, uh, helping us get to 15,000 YouTube subscribers. Mm. Click that like button Hello. and the subscribe button. This is your uh, your offensive line lifestyle podcast, the O-Line Committee. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.